0: You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 92 with Brian Pickawicks. Welcome to Heart Food. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo-Ortega. This is a weekly podcast for introverted, super sensitive, smart, and deeply ambitious women who have a call in their heart that they deserve more. My goal is to give you more strength, freedom, confidence, and purpose in your life through the four different avenues that this podcast will be covering. Mindset. Nutrition, health, movement, and cooking. Business, sales, communication, and entrepreneurship. And lastly, spirituality and psychology. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and reach out to me at any time at Ashley K Pardo. Share this podcast with others who you think might love it. And please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Friends, so lately I've been talking and thinking a lot about, you know, diet culture and what that has to do with certain things that we can do do for ourselves, like tracking, like the pursuit of weight loss and getting stronger in the gym. I think the general um, climate out there right now is that we can't do any of those things without. You know, I'm not saying that everybody thinks this, but I know there there are thoughts about this because I am in certain groups on Facebook where I just sort of am in there to see what is the sort of like the temperature of what people are needing when it comes to nutrition. And people are told that they shouldn't be eating a certain way, that they shouldn't eat, you know, focus on eating whole foods, that they shouldn't pursue weight loss, that they should accept their body even if they feel like crap. And as an eating disorder survivor and somebody who was really sucked into diet culture for a long time, and now I'm on the other side, I really don't agree with all of that. And part of my mission going forward is to be talking more openly About these things and how you can approach them. Like all of this deals with the approach. What is your intention? What's your why? Uh, Is your why because you want abs and you think that that is going to make you more worthy? That isn't the best place to start with all my clients. And if you've been a client of mine, you know that we talk a lot about mindfulness and self worth and self esteem and ways that, you know, believing that you are whole right now, despite what your body looks like. And then we can later go down that path if that is what is going to make you feel better physically in your body. So kind of a long intro right here, but that is why I brought my friend Brian on the show today. Not to mention that he is a fantastic wealth of knowledge when it comes to mindset, health, fitness, transformation, strength training. But I just wanted to have a real conversation with him about sort of what it takes to change your body if that is what you are wanting. And we talk about the fact that like you having a different body is not going to change how you think about yourself at your core. That is work that needs to be done initially and really continuously along the way because it is hard. So we talk a lot about that in this episode. We talk about like really specific strategies. We talk about discipline and the difference between discipline and motivation, which is a big one for me. So as I sort of I don't want to say change my message. I guess just become more open about the fact that I think these things if you know, we approach them in the right way that they can be okay. That we can do these things and it doesn't have to be a part of diet culture. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be from a place of thinking we're unworthy. And this is a very tangible episode. So Brian is a lifestyle and f- fitness coach who focuses on helping professionals and leaders revitalize their lives through physical transformation. His method of coaching focuses heavily on the internal growth and mindset of each client while integrating With balanced and sustainable fitness to lead to lasting change. That's what really this episode is about. But before I continue talking, I want to get into it. But one more thing. I am also offering free nutrition consults right now. 20-minute consults, nutrition and diet audits where you and I can brainstorm for 20 minutes on what you're currently eating right now and if that is going to get you to your goal. So we'll just have a free 20-minute conversation that will help you get to where you want to be, and if you would like to do that, you can go into the show notes and check that out. You can also check out all of Brian's information in the show notes. He also talks about what he has going on right now. He has a revitalized body project happening, and I believe it is still open. So be sure to check out all his links and reach out to him if you have any extra questions. But in the meantime, let's just get right into it. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Brian.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. I, we talked for about five to ten minutes before yes. we started recording this, and I can already feel the energy and excitement, and I am really grateful to be here, so it's going to be uh, a great one.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited and grateful to have you here too, and that's why I was like, let's just start recording because we're already getting, <laughs> getting into the good stuff, but I have known you now for about seven or eight months, and I'm always just so impressed with how you and your fiance, Lindsay Rago, who's been on this podcast as well. When I found out how young you guys were, I just couldn't believe how much awareness and you know how much further you are now than I was at... Mm-hmm. You know, your age, and I wasn't even thinking about self-development back then. so I'm just always continuously impressed with you guys and how you mm-hmm. show up and and what you guys do. So I always start by asking people, what do you do now, and what brought you to do this, uh, just because that sort of like colors the conversation going forward. Yeah. So take it where you want to. Uh, what got you to to begin doing what you're doing today? And what is that? for people who don't don't know you.
1: That's exciting. Um, So me and my fiance, but I'll I'll focus on myself for for this aspect of things. We both kind of do the same thing in our own ways. We are fitness coaches who focus on helping people revitalize their life through establishing new habits and new relationships with their body and their health to get them to the place where they feel the best. And so that means getting them in amazing shape. That means changing a lot of their relationship with food and at the same time creating space for this to become something that improves the quality of their life, not just improves their body. So it's it's a blend between fitness and lifestyle coaching. And I think that what really brought me to that point was just, if I'm being honest, a lot of pain. I, I, Very I, yeah, yeah, really and I think I think I think, so I grew up in a town of seven hundred and fifty people in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire, and I was a really great athlete, I was class president, I did like all those cool things, and I was always a driven leader, like I always wanted to be a leader, and I always was that. Fitness came into my life though because there was a few aspects of me that really needed to be addressed. And that was the first way to really address them. So I went to college and when I was in college, I was supposed to play college football and I cheated myself out of it. I quit essentially because I didn't believe that I was good enough. I came from a small town school. I was this really great athlete who had like the all state accolades, but it's different when you're playing against you know, maybe 10 teams whereas these kids were coming from California and Florida and I was in a division school to school and I had this belief that I wouldn't be good enough and so I was supposed to walk on to the football team mm-hmm. and I decided not to but I sat with that decision and it tore me up and I was like you know I don't ever want to be the person who. This is still the way I live my life is I never want to be the person who says what if Mm-hmm. or the person who's sitting i do ever want to have bar stories so i don't want to be ever sitting in a bar and saying you know i was really good at this or I had this yeah. opportunity and so i kind of started bodybuilding through that process because I, I wanted to change my body and the first thing is i felt really insecure about how strong i was i remember the first time i went to the gym i dropped dumbbells on my face it was just this embarrassing yeah. experience mm-hmm. and i was like here i am In my own domain, I was used to having confidence. I was used to having this this level of self-certainty. And I got taken out of the environment and I just crumbled. So fitness became a touch point for me to improve myself. Fast forward after about a year and a half of bodybuilding, I no, seven months, eight months of bodybuilding, I walked onto the football team and I ended up making the team and I played for a year and a half. Then I decided that bodybuilding was more of the focus for me, that I really had a passion for that. And so I segued to competing and I competed three times and it was a really great thing for me. But that was just like my personal thing, right? Like that was my connection with myself. And what made it extend outwards was, I went to school for political science and I had this inherent belief that through government and through politics, which we're not gonna talk about on the podcast, <laughs> but, 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 through, but through service to others, you can really affect change and make a difference in people's lives. And so I was on this path and I was learning these things and I was at the same time working on myself through personal development and fitness and I was seeing my body change. I was starting to set goals like playing college football and making Dean's list. And I started to work full time. And there was just these, I was just gaining momentum, gaining momentum. And I simultaneously watched my parents really crumble because of addiction and their relationship with how they treated themselves and mm-hmm. health And I, I watched the way that that affected not just their health, but affected their happiness, it affected their relationships, it affected my relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And and if I'm being honest, I tried to help them. And no one wants advice from their 21-year-old kid. Yeah. And 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 I got this opportunity when I started competing in bodybuilding, people started asking me for advice and I realized that I could help people by providing them with advice and so I launched my business it took off I was running it while I was in college from there I went online after I graduated and it just skyrocketed and it's been a blessing ever since to to be able to see how people are changing their lives in, in a tangible way has been an amazing blessing and so yeah, I think there was a lot of pain and and a lot of a lot of growth that that was taking place and just different doors opened up and I took them.
0: Yeah, and and that's something that's so common, you know, a lot of people go into, you know, a journey maybe with their physical body because of pain. And mm. because of maybe wanting to change themselves in order to feel worthy or mm. to just embark on a brand new new journey or or whatever it is and what happened with you and, and what I, what happened with me and what I hope to do for, you know, my clients and the women who listen to this podcast is realize that, yeah, we can do those things, but there's something fundamental that happens to who you are as a person that sort of hap- that we don't expect. Like we get these physical changes, but then at the same time, if you do it in a way that has proper intention and you're just sort of consistent and not super like intense or extreme. Mm. You do it in a way that becomes sustainable for you, that you can really fundamentally change who you are, and then that becomes the entire thing.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna draw back a little bit so to actually provide the backstory because I think it's I think it's important. <sighs> we talked about this a little bit bit before the podcast, but Mm -hmm. I think that people look at tangible progress and they're being sold that that shouldn't be enough. And it's not enough if you don't address what's going on. So if you don't love yourself and you think that weighing 150 or 160 or whatever number that you put on it, there's no price tag for your happiness, but results do bring happiness if that's what you want. And so for me... When I was going through this all, I was working three jobs. I was getting ready for my first bodybuilding competition. I was a full-time student. I was involved on campus activities. I had a crumbling relationship, which I know at 21 isn't that big of a deal, but it was like something I was dealing with. I didn't have any friends, and I was watching just the people that I love, their lives fall apart and just – it was really dark there was and there's some things that I haven't addressed on social media, but there was just a really a bunch of horrendous things that happened in that time and The only thing that would keep me going was that I had this outlet of progress yeah. and it's not about it's it's sometimes you just need to find one tangible area where you're excelling and to realize that wow, like I have something to look forward to and, Mm. and it's not about shaming yourself about what you want either. So like there's, there's a balance because if if you think that that's the only thing that's going to make you happy, then you're probably, you're probably going to fall short. But for me, it was seeing my body change, which in my head, I had always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I kind of had entrepreneurial tendencies. I had a landscaping business. Like I did things, but I knew that I wanted to work for myself and be my own person. I wanted to stand on my own and have my own voice. There were all these things that were attached to the outcome that were bigger than just the outcome. It wasn't about winning a trophy or or losing weight. Like I started modeling. I started, it changed my, my friendships because now I'm pulling all these different people who were living the same lifestyle that I wanted to into my life. And so when you're in that point where maybe you're dealing with desperation or maybe there's darkness because everyone's going to go through that. And I think that we're told to, to, to almost shy away from that yeah. Like, oh, you're going through a challenge right now and you just need to
0: back off. Your,
1: yeah. Yes. Remove yourself from the challenge. Yeah. And, yes. and, and there's obviously that point where you need to sleep. You need to go out and party, like go for, be with your friends, like be intentional about knowing yourself, but at the same time, if you're going through a challenge, you need to find a focal point of light that just shines through so that you can see that there is something better to move forward towards. And I'm gonna fast forward, and just because I want to kick this back to you, but the greatest thing that happened is I was going through this struggle. Like I, my grades, I, got, I had like a 34 on like multiple tests and it was just everything. I was like, oh my God, I am going to fail yeah. out in college. It's not mm-hmm. good. And I went through it all and I ended up making it to the end. I lost 50 pounds in the semester because I was 250 pounds. I lost 50 pounds in six months or so to do my first contest. So there's like, it it paid off in the end, but the way it paid off is I ended up actually getting a a blessing because I, I got awarded a full scholarship to the school and Mm -hmm. it 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 made it so I could start my first business, but it's like, if I would have quit if I wouldn't have fallen through, if I didn't do the things that were necessary to get to my goals at the time, then I never would have seen that blessing. And I think that like, even just saying that, like it just, it brings back chills because yeah. I remember that that was such a struggle for me and there's been so many struggles since then, but the light at the end of the tunnel was so much greater than anything that I could have fallen back to, no matter how hard it was.
0: Yeah. And I think like when somebody embarks on something like this, you start realizing like, Oh wow, I have the power. Like Mm. the power lies in me. If I do X, then I get X as a result. So you start seeing like, Oh wow, I can sort of do different things or implement new stimulus into my life where I can get a certain result. And that sort of becomes really empowering. Where you realize mm. that like you and who you are doesn't have to be defined by your circumstances or your story, mm. but that you can really take the reins and create something beautiful out of it. And thank you so sharing for sharing so vulnerably uh, yeah. about your story, because you know we all have things that we've been through that have sort of cat- catapulted us to want something deeper, uh, and something more meaningful, something a little richer, something that is just yours. And mm. it sounds like that is what that journey was was for you and I just love the way you talk about all of this and something that we were talking about before we started recording was the balance between self-love and discipline and this is something that I'm starting to talk about a little bit more because you know I talk a lot about intuitive eating getting to a place where maybe eventually you begin eating intuitively I I begin, believe in tracking too mm-hmm. but I do believe in in intuitive eating and sort of giving yourself grace And at the same time, I feel like the climate out there sometimes is just like, you know, accept yourself and sort of just do whatever. Don't put any structure to your life. Just listen to your intuition all the time. And I believe in that to a certain extent, but I do believe that discipline is important. And that balance is the sweet spot between the two of them. So I would love if you could just talk about your thoughts on that and maybe how people can implement a little bit of discipline in their lives or frame it in a certain way where it can be sustainable and loving at the same time. Love that.
1: Yeah, I I quantify it to my clients is there's this fine line this is how I teach is that there's a fine line between discipline and grace and that's where you really find yourself and you can have the self-awareness to reach for something more but at the same time not beat yourself up for whatever is happening. And so discipline versus grace is understanding that there's going to be times where you do not want to do the things that you know you need to do. We all know, like I am not immune. A good example right now is I've been on a, So I stepped away from bodybuilding about a year and a half ago. I'm very intentional about staying on that path, but I still love being in great shape. Mm -hmm. And I've had incongruence in that journey because I'm like, well, I work predominantly with 40 to 50 year old women and men. And in my head, I'm like, I don't want to give the wrong impression because I'm this person who, I had this belief actually, full full disclosure, I had a limiting belief that if I looked a certain way and had certain routines that people would think I'm over the top, mm. but I'm not over the top because I'm just myself. Exactly. And, and it's like you can look at someone who is over the top, but if they're themselves and they're authentic, then there's something you can pull from them and you might not be doing the same thing as them. Like, I don't want my clients to do what I do. But as a byproduct of me being at my best, I can serve them better. So to pull that back, that's where I was at. And I I was around, like, 215 pounds. I know where I look the best. Like, it's not a number game. It's where I know I look the best and feel the best is around 195-ish. I look, you know, at at a presentable, like, marketable and – professional physique let's put it that way Mm -hmm. and so i've been on this path for about a month and a half to get to that place and i lost 10 pounds it's feeling really good and for the last two weeks i kind of slipped back up there to 210, and ah kind of, you know, ate a little more frozen yogurt and Mm -hmm. and didn't have the same discipline in my nutrition. And there were some times where I would go like five days of doing really well. And then maybe Saturday and Sunday, things would slip and I'd be restarting. And so it's, it's like, okay, well, this is a pattern. I need to acknowledge the pattern first. And the next piece is going into that discipline place where I am acknowledging the pattern and understanding that I need to do different things in order to change. And so I quantify discipline as discipline when you, discipline comes when you are doing things that are incongruent with what you want and you are almost talking yourself out of showing up for yourself. So sleeping in, it's not being disciplined with your food when it's the appropriate time it's doing only three sets instead of the four sets that you were supposed to do it's not calling the person on your business it's not answering the email that you know you could easily answer it's only gonna take you five minutes and that would free up all that mental space but you keep putting it off it's calling your dentist or your doctor like all those things are are disciplined focuses now there's this other side though that is the mindfulness of self-care and it's grace. And grace is when there's literally nothing you can do about it. I got sick. We, I went to San Francisco for a business mastermind. I came back and I got really sick. Mm. Didn't train for a week, slept in. I usually wake up at four 30 ish just because I like to get my workouts in before the day. Mm -hmm. And I slept until eight. Didn't work out at all. I was getting like 10 to 12 hours of sleep because I was just so sick And there were more important things to me than grinding it out. Mm -hmm. But the discipline part was I did that just because I'm sick doesn't mean I have to eat a bunch of food and go off the rails. I'm graceful with my training. I'm graceful with taking care of myself And a part of grace is also eating the right way. And so it's, it's quantifying that place. But so I articulate grace is when it's outside of yourself. Like sometimes you can't control what's going to happen to you. You can't control the fact that you need to stay late at work or that, you know, you missed the sale or the food at the party wasn't good or you made a really bad choice and that's it. So what do you do? You move forward. And so it's walking that fine line of, of being aware of what is actually happening and being able to step back from it. And I think that that's why mindfulness is so critical because mindfulness gives you the ability to take a step back, look at what's going on. It's almost like freezing time really Yeah, because exactly. we get so wrapped up in like, oh my God, I just had a piece of pizza. Oh, that means I yeah. need to have another piece of pizza. And yeah. then it's just like this snowball effect. But if you can, oh, I had a piece of pizza. That's good. Like, I, I'm, I'm good. That was 200 calories. I just won't have another piece, and if I get hungry later, maybe I have a, a salad or an apple. Like people underestimate the power of apples. I don't understand. I <laughs> like uh, are like, "Oh my <laughs> I god,
0: <crisp> apple <laughs> is oh, yeah,
1: what, what do I eat? What do I eat yes. on the go that's healthy? It's like an apple. Like literally, yeah. eat an apple. It's grab and go. And yeah, it's, and it's it's healthy for you, and it's delicious like if i if i had to live off peanut butter and apples my whole life oh my god my favorite combo i'd be i'd be good yeah but
0: but so
1: but so it's it's just being able to be mindful though and have that understanding of what what you need in the moment and sometimes you have to give yourself tough love yes you actually have to be intense and do things because if there's any if there's anything that's worth doing you have to you have to push yourself to do it because exactly. nothing worth having is going to come easily. And there's going to be times where you're going to have to break through the threshold of where you're at. And at the same time, you need to have the self-awareness to know where that line is and, and when it's appropriate to cross it.
0: Exactly. And it's about honesty too, like really being honest with yourself. Like, Am I not training today because I really like shouldn't? Or am I not doing it because I just don't feel like it, you know? Mm. Like for example, today, I just sort of didn't get good sleep last night. It happens. Um, And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk for 40 minutes on the treadmill incline and I'm good for today. Like I'll live tomorrow, you know? And I knew Mm. that like, I just, today just was a day that like, I could give myself that grace, you know, and I could be honest with myself. I'm like, I'm not doing it because I don't feel like it. I'm still showing up, but I'm just maybe tweaking it in a way that feels good for me today, Mm. you know, and being, having that honesty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it matters what season you're in.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: I I have clients, I have clients who are, I, I, I say this, because it's not like it's my thing, but I have clients who have just the most mind blowing transformations I've ever seen. And they're not just because they're my clients. Like I I see them and I'm just like, you did that. Like, yeah, I'm facilitating like the, the pieces, but like, I'm so proud of you. And I have clients who are in this season where it's different for them. I'm like, you're, you're trying to lose weight. You're on this path. Like I have a client right now who's lost 60 pounds in a year. And she wants to lose another 20 pounds because that's where she feels like her, and, and, and that's, that's an honest approach of where she will look the way that she wants to, be healthy past like the overweight mark, and, and it's great. And so we were talking about some of the different aspects of that, and I'm like, this is just a season of your life. After you get done the season of weight loss, you can go into the season of maintenance, and then you can go in the season of eating differently, and, and and that will change your approach. But if you're in the season of putting in work, like if you're like if you're starting to address your nutrition, it might be the season to not go and test your limits with what food makes you feel guilty and what food doesn't. It might be worth addressing that from a position of you know i don't need to go see if i can handle having all this food right now i, I want to stick to my regimen because i'm doing a good job and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. and, and, and at the same time there might be a season where you go and have all the things that you want without feeling like you have to go and binge but it, it's it's understanding that what you need in the moment is different than what I need. It's different than what you need. And everyone is so individualized that the mental aspect of fitness and health is more individualized than macros and training.
0: Oh God. Yes, totally. And, and the fact that like, you know, those seasons can sometimes be temporary too. And that's okay. And it's like, sometimes I think we see bodybuilders or people who bodies we idealize and mm-hmm. we think, Ooh, I want that. Like, I just, that I want to look like that. And sometimes people just aren't willing to put in that type of work, that type of discipline. And that's like, that's fully okay to, mm. to do that. But it just takes, again, that honesty of knowing, like, am I willing to put in the work to look a certain way or be a certain way. And either way is fine, but it's always going back to you and saying like, what is it that I'm actually willing to do? How can I maybe push myself a little bit? Some people just don't want to be pushed and that's fine. Uh, It's, but most people who listen to this podcast, most of the people that we hang around with are people who are interested in pushing themselves. And if you are that person, sort of non-negotiable to have that discipline in your life where Mm -hmm. there's going to be days probably every day where you don't feel like writing an Instagram post or you don't feel like showing up on a live or training or going on a walk to get extra steps or eating some broccoli instead of something else but it's about knowing and expecting those blocks that your mind's going to give you as you try to push into being somebody else and choosing to do the thing anyway. And Mm -hmm. in those moments, we really have those big changes and we sort of begin changing who we are fundamentally.
1: I think it's also about understanding that we all have control over ourselves.
0: Yeah. So
1: a good example of that is I moved to Dallas. So originally I'm from New Hampshire. I moved to Los Angeles two years ago and me and my fiance had this really great opportunity in Dallas. So we moved and we've been, you know, reestablishing ourselves in this area. And this is where having that beam of light is so important because I started to find myself feeling like I was living in groundhog day because Mm -hmm. I didn't have like relationships that were set up. I didn't have like a gym that inspired me living in Los Angeles. It's it's actually really easy to be inspired because we went to gold's gym in Venice. I'd see Arnold Schwarzenegger training there every day and I trained next to him. I would see, um, like, athletes professional athletes and people who are really successful entrepreneurs and actors and all these different things so it was an environment of success and then we come to Dallas and where we lived like there wasn't like that same energy there's not the Mm -hmm. same vibe Mm -hmm. and I started to feel between that and not having relationships established and Lindsay and I also changing the dynamics of how we you know, live because of the change in our environment, I started to feel myself like incongruently, like not feeling empowered like myself. So it was really important that I establish something. And one of the, also, I mean, there's a multitude of things that were actually like leading into this, like some habits that I was having, some, some beliefs I was holding on to. And I was like, you know what, I, what i made a list. And I was like, what really fires me up? Like, what am I really passionate about? And the thing was fitness. I was like, I'm really passionate about fitness. I'm really passionate about personal development and I want to intertwine them, but it matters that I'm helping people get in shape, not that I'm addressing the mindset because if I, I can pedal mindset all day, but if people aren't getting in shape, then that's kind of like buying a nice house and not living in it. Yeah. And so, or, or the opposite, <laughs> but my, so I, I, I was intentional about, I found this really great gym and it's a half an hour away. It stinks to have to drive an hour every day, but also I, I am an entrepreneur. I work for myself and it's worth that half an hour. Now this is where I say understanding how to change how you feel. The other day is raining here. It took me an extra 30 minutes to get home and I was so frustrated. I was just yeah. like, like, why is yeah. this a, like New Hampshire? Because in New Hampshire – it starts snowing. No one knows how to drive. And I was yeah. like, what's going on? Why? Why?" It's just a little bit of rain. It's not even a monsoon. And I was like getting all wrapped up. I was like, there's no reason for me to get wrapped up in this because I'm going to get home. And then I have the, the 10 hours or the eight hours or whatever amount of time that I need to do the things. And if I choose in this moment to allow my emotions to be led by something I don't have any control over,
0: yep. then
1: that's going to set myself up for a ruined day. And so it's that same approach. I'm not saying that it's okay to hit snooze. I'm not saying it's okay to, oh, I can start again tomorrow. Oh, I can Because what you're doing is you're creating a pattern where you're not living up to the standard that and I think that that's more important than anything else mm. because you don't gain confidence by losing weight. You don't gain confidence by just having the body or wearing the dress. You gain confidence by the action that leads to that. So showing up in the room, wearing the dress that you want, that's the, the part. There's like a threshold yes. that, that you literally push past and you're like, wow, this wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah, And that's- not waiting to feel like you're ready. Or feel, oh, like yeah. feel like you need to feel like it in order mm. to do the things, you know?
1: Yeah. I had one of my clients who was like, she she's, oh, when I reach this amount of weight, then I will feel really confident. Oh, okay. So what would that look like? Like, what what would that confidence allow you the freedom to do? Well, I would wear a bikini, I would wear a dress. Okay, what what, what dress would you wear? Oh, I wear this dress. I've been having it for months hanging up and I just can't wait to wear it. I said, well, does it fit right now? She's like, yeah, it actually does. Okay, so what you're going to do is your challenge for the week is go out in public wearing that dress. And I want you to take a photo of it and put it in our social media, like our team page, like everyone has. And she was like, oh, that's like uncomfortable because... Now she has to confront it now, but that's the piece about confidence and body image that really allows us to thrive is, is doing the incremental thing because it's not that fear disappears because the same fears are always there. It's just that you get stronger. And when you get stronger, then you can consistently move past it and you have the tangible skills and you know you can handle. It's like it's like going to the gym. You yeah. know you can lift five pounds, you know you can lift five pounds. Now let's try to go get 10. And that's how you grow.
0: Yeah. Well, I wanna like this is something we could talk about forever, just like these concepts <laughs> about mindset and and discipline. And and I think just the take-home idea is that, you know, do the things that you know you need to do to get to where you wanna be. Uh, mm. whether you feel like it or not, from a loving intention. I think in one sentence, like that could be it. And I think that's something that it takes time to realize uh, mm. and sort of go through that process to realize like, oh, wow, I'm really not going to feel like it some days, but I know that I, that I am capable of doing the things that I know I need to do. Um, mm. Many women that listen to this show, uh, I've recently in the past probably two years really just become really passionate about strength training and Mm. uh i did crossfit for a long time and then recently i've just been doing more strength and conditioning stuff like functional training and it has totally changed my body uh without really the intention my intention was like oh i just want to go have fun and i want to feel strong but Mm. like i can eat probably like just almost double what i used to eat like i can you know i just feel stronger i feel capable And I was resistant to picking up heavy weights for a really Mm -hmm. long time. I'm like, I'm just going to do like DVDs with five pound weights or like yoga and maybe some walks and my body never changed. So if, and I know that this is what you do. So for the people, the women out there who maybe are hesitant to begin strength training, uh, where, what types of things can they do in order to really change their body, build muscle uh, in a way that, that can feel uh, good to them in the long run?
1: Mm, love that question. And I think that the, there's a few things. I think that it's understanding what's actually happening. So if you want, one of the things I don't like is when people are like, oh, I, I'm weight training, that's why I'm gaining weight. And yes, like, that's just not true. Like if uh, you are building muscle, but let's put it this way. Like I have been bodybuilding for eight years and I still consider myself bodybuilding in the sense that I'm building my body, but not competing. But when I first started, I was about 185 pounds. And now I weigh 205 ish and, and I probably have a little bit more body fat than I did then. So let's say I'm probably like a 200 pounds. That means in the course of eight years, I gained 15 pounds of quote unquote muscle, which probably isn't accurate because you also increase bone density and things of the like. Exactly. So, so, so when someone, when a trainer, I'm going to call them out, when a trainer or a coach tries to tell you that the reason why you're gaining weight is solely because you're gaining, gaining muscle, it's, Not necessarily accurate. Now, I've had females in the past who have PCOS, and their body, when they weight trained, would be more inflamed. So they didn't lose as much weight as when we switched them to cardio. But for 99% of the population, you will lose weight. And now here's why. I, I want, and I want to say that first, because you're not going to turn into Helga, this she-man of a person. Like, you're, Well,
0: that's what people think. Like, I'm going to oh, pick no. up one weight and I'm going to look, quote unquote, bulky. I'm like, do you understand the amount of work that it takes in order to, like, that's deliberate when people yeah. are building muscle, you know?
1: Well, and I think that the piece that I want to say is if you're, you're listening to this podcast and you feel that way, I want to 100% validate that. Yeah. Because- what, what it is is that you're saying that you don't want to go down the wrong path because you've experienced either shame or failure and you're just done with having to deal with this or you don't want to be judged for looking a certain way and getting to the wrong outcome. So I I, I validate you in that sense, but I, I think it's more important that you get what you want. And so what's going to happen is if you weight train the the basic way is like I am a 205 pound man. That means that generically speaking for the most part, if you take 205 and multiply it by 10, which is close enough to our basal metabolic rate, that that means that I have to eat 2000 calories to maintain everything that is Brian. That's my bones. That's my cells, my muscle. Like that's how much I have to eat in order to maintain this. Now, If I wanted to gain weight or gain muscle, I would need to eat at a surplus, meaning I'd have to eat like 3,000 calories, and that would allow me to build more of me. Now, if you want to lose weight, you have to put yourself into a calorie deficit. Now, that would mean eating like 1,700 calories or whatever. Here's the magic part, though. So I want you to think of weight training and cardio essentially – like money. So when you think of your basal metabolic rate, like 2000 calories for me is where my bank account stays. I know that's how much money I'm having. I know how much money I'm having in my bank account at all times. Now, if I choose to do cardio, what that's doing is it's going to essentially act as savings. So the amount of money I have in my bank account is going to stay at a certain level. I'm just going to take 250 dollars or calories and put that in another bank account. So that creates my calorie deficit for the day. So I can still eat 2000 calories and I'll lose weight because I'm having this little calorie deficit from cardio. Mm-hmm. Now the great thing about weight training is it acts like you're giving yourself a raise. So when you have a 2000 calorie diet, if you weight train, what happens is your body builds more muscle cells, builds more bones. And that means you are increasing your metabolic rate. So instead of having the baseline at 2000, it might be 2300. It might be 2500 over time. And so that's why people who first off want to still eat eat more food, you'll be able to eat more food if you weight train. At the same time, you won't get bulky. You'll still have your feminine shape. And the great thing about it is you get to choose where that is. So if you want to, let's say, enhance your glutes or your legs, or you want to see your back develop, or I know a lot of females want to change the size of their arms, Mm -hmm. you're going to go in resistance train while you're eating at a calorie deficit. That's going to make you burn fat. But if you're eating too much, that's going to be where you start to gain weight. So as long as you're weight training and you're eating at a calorie deficit – you're going to see the results you want, you're gonna be able to sculpt your body to the way you want it to look. Another great thing is you're gonna be stronger, which has its own benefit. Mm -hmm. It's also a better gauge for tangible progress through seeing like your weights go up, through seeing yourself get stronger. And over time, it leads to far greater progress. If you do a lot of cardio right now, you will probably, quote unquote, burn more calories than if you weight train. Weight training is a long-term solution to having the body you want. Cardio is a fast solution to losing a little bit of weight.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's like, sometimes my clients come to me and they say, wait, but shouldn't I do cardio since I want to be in a caloric deficit? Uh, doesn't it burn more calories? And I'm like, yeah, that's true, but that's all it's going to do. You know, when you train, it's not going to burn as many calories in the moment, but you get this building process that really is, can totally change your life. Uh, yeah. Maybe you could quickly talk about what the actual weight training needs to look like and how intense it needs to be, because yeah. I have a lot of women that maybe just, you know, if you're starting out, I think body weight is fine. Uh, and it can be really, really beneficial, but maybe talk a little bit about increasing your weights and, and trying to really push yourself and lifting heavy and maybe mm. doing things like progressive overload and not being scared to do some sets and, and reps of of just straight weight training and how beneficial that can be for like mm. the potential body yeah. change, muscle building that we want.
1: Yeah, and that's it's funny because that's like the majority of my clientele. Like okay. that... I, I very much focus on people, not focus on people, but I work with most of the people who are, are either just starting or have worked with a trainer in the past and see the results X, Y, Z. And what I would say most people will see really great results with going to the gym for 45 minutes, maybe three to four times a week. I would start off with doing 10 to 15 minutes. I'd say 10 to 12 is probably maybe better just based off of time and how much time people want to spend. And I would do incline treadmill walking just getting your heart rate up. thats going to do your cardio for the day. And then I would go and do a 30 to 45 minute workout of all weights and, and body exercises, mostly weights. And I would focus on for your legs. I would do a leg day. I would do a push day, which is essentially a chest exercises, shoulder exercise and tricep exercise, and then a pull day of back and biceps. Now I don't like personally i don't like doing them all in one day like like a full body workout because what happens is you can't really push the muscle as great and what you really want to do is in order to build muscle you need to progressively overload the muscle meaning adding more and more resistance until you break it down adequately so one of the things that people find is they go to the gym they don't feel like they're getting a workout so they 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 jump on this machine they jump on that machine oh i i saw nancy doing that machine so i'm gonna go try it out i don't really like this one i gotta go to another machine and they stick to the things that are comfortable which is completely understandable because it's intimidating and so what i would do is set yourself up with a, a a dumbbell goblet squat a seated hamstring curl or a lying hamstring curl I would do some glute bridges to activate your glutes and to, to train them. I would do maybe a leg extension and a hip abductor, perhaps a leg press in there for just three to four sets each one and just have that be your workout. Like, and you know, obviously this is like, I'm just throwing like pick four of those and then go do that. <laughs> um, but in the truth is, is like, even if you were to do all of them, that's an adequate workout that hits each muscle group. Because you don't just have, and I'm not saying this in like a rude way, but I think that uh, you have to understand like there's different muscles in your body that do different things. And for some people they are just like, Oh, that's my leg. And it's like, no, you have your your quads which are on the front and then you have your hamstrings on the back. And if you do a leg extension where you're bringing your foot up, that's not the same as if you're bringing your leg back. Mm -hmm. So you want to be able to balance those things out in an adequate way. And then the next day I would do like a chest, like a dumbbell press, I would do maybe a dumbbell side raise, maybe a machine press and some dumbbell kickbacks and a cable push down and this should be done. Then for your pull exercises, for your back, I would do like a, uh, you could do an assisted pull up machine or I know more people are, are more comfortable with a pull down machine. Mm-hmm. A dumbbell row, a lower back hyperextension, or you're on the pad then maybe a machine row and a set of bar curls and be done yeah. and it's interesting because i didn't say anything about training your abs in there so that's something that you can add in at home like doing planks or doing some dog birds like or, or dead bugs rather i know that i'm kind of watering down so you guys can look these up or yeah we or, or my channel or anything like that yeah. channel, but. You, you don't have to, you're better off to focus on everything around your body except your abs if you want to see your midsection shrink because you can't spot reduce body fat, but you can gain muscle in all these other areas. So if you are focused on weight training and you, you build muscle in your legs and you strengthen your back, doing core exercises is obviously advantageous for getting stronger, but you're better off playing the long game quote-unquote long game in seeing how your body changes that way than thinking that doing a million sit-ups is going to get you there because most likely it's not and at the same time it's 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 probably going to be really boring yeah, <laughs> but exactly. but so so and like if you want to do a fourth day then you could throw in like a just a half day But I think that you don't have to be all in to see great progress. Like that's my, my average quote unquote average program starting point for most of my clients between that and diet on average, you know, two pounds of weight loss a week, a pound and a half of weight loss. And it's, it's a consistent formula. It's more about being able to, see the vision of what you want and see all the points of progress that are actually getting you there. Because if you're just looking for your midsection of change, and if you're just looking for weight loss, then you're going to lose sight of the fact that you're getting stronger and all the tangible benefits that you're gaining along the way.
0: Yeah. And, and I love the way that you described that because I think that we think sometimes is something that I've sort of had to reevaluate. Um, you know, not, not thinking that like we need to be dripping in sweat and like do all of these, like like I would used to do like P90X or Shanti intensity where you're just kind of like jumping around and sweating. And I'm like, oh, I got a great workout, but that actually never changed my body. You know, mm. even CrossFit never really changed my body in the way that like just strength training does. Uh, so it's just sort of interesting uh, the different stimuluses. And then, you know, me doing my own research on like, oh, wow, a certain thing needs to be activated in the nervous system. Mm-hmm. for muscle to grow and what does that heavy weights for you like relatively and and then doing that over a long period of time so i think that it seems very complicated to to a lot of people but the way that you broke that down was was really great as well
1: also and i know this is a predominantly female audience heavy weights might be seven pounds
0: yeah exactly relatively th- to you like, it, it,
1: it, like it's fascinating because like I have clients who do my workouts and they'll be like, at at the beginning, they'll be like, well, I, you know, I can't like, that's so heavy. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Please do not try to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Because I didn't even, like, sometimes I don't even lift the same weight. Like if I, if just because I squat this amount of weight, like I used to be able to squat more than I do now. Like just, it's just not a focus. Now I, I, I'm, Doing more long distance running. I have other intentions. Like, it's not the same thing. So, it's not about comparing yourself. It's like, look at this as a manual that you're using to input your own program into. Mm -hmm. And if you can remove the fact that you think you have to be doing this much weight or that much weight, you're more, the most important thing is not how much weight you do, it's can you feel the weight? And if is your form safe? And if you have those two things, and you're like, you know what, I think I can do a little bit more weight. That's a new increase weight. So I set it up in my mind as like, can I get eight reps or six reps? I mean, six reps is usually like, you know, can I get six reps, and I count to six, or I'll count to three or three twice, and then I'm like, okay, can I get another one? Okay, can I get another one? And, and I try to get to ten doing that rather than thinking, can I get ten reps? Yeah, and if you can, it's the same thing as everything you're going to do in your business. Like, yes. are you incrementally getting to six figures, or are you just saying need to make six figures, need to make six figures? Yeah, one way is going to work and one way is not.
0: Yeah, so yeah. <laughs>
1: I Love think that. that removing this the idea that you have to be anywhere, but also listening to your body, like that is listening to your body. Like yes. if you're sitting there with five pounds and you're like, this is boring, then you probably should go up. If you're sitting there with five pounds and being like, wow, I really felt that, then all the more power to you, you stick there. And, and I think that that's the key is yeah. being able to have, have that understanding, but also see that you belong there.
0: It, exactly. You,
1: you belong just like I belong there. Like every person who's in the gym belongs there. Unless yeah. they have like a karate stick or are swinging a sword, which I've seen on yeah. that gold a couple of times, I was like, in <laughs> yeah, L.A.,
0: get out of here. Yeah,
1: yeah in you're like, whoa, like okay, yeah. I know that there's some people around here, but I didn't expect there to be ninjas. Yeah. Um, but but <laughs> in all seriousness, that's that's I think a really important thing to remember is that you belong there.
0: Yeah, and and it can be really intimidating at the beginning, and it's hard to get there. So like just the fact that you showed up is is great and and again what you said i want to reiterate that that heavy weight is relative you know Mm. because i like obviously the weights that i've used have changed a lot over the last couple years uh lifting things that i never thought i could before and pushing things and doing whatever with them uh and you know you'll get there you'll get wherever you need to go as long as you just stay on the path we can bring it full circle now through that self-love, through that discipline, those are the things that are gonna give you that that really big change. Um, mm-hmm. So many different things that we could talk about and the time really flew by. So I just <laughs> wanna do a couple quick fire questions that I do with that just two or three. Um, the first one is that here on this podcast, we're big readers and we mm-hmm. love uh, books. We love being impacted by them. So what are a couple books that have impacted you throughout your life or something that you're reading now that that's having... You know that's giving you meaning. Mm,
1: that's a really good question. I mean, one the book that changed my life, and I, I say this, and I, I'm gonna own this. Just I think I said this on my podcast. I'm gonna own this. Probably isn't like the the best female book, but I read Arnold Schwarzenegger's Total Recall, and that really changed my life just because mm. it kind of gave me a blueprint. And and obviously, like he has his like personal things that he's really like done in his past that's just not admirable at all. But I really love that book because it it. Show like even like I'm picking through it now, and it's written really well. It's not a biography, but it's written in a way that it doesn't like just promote, like, oh, I was here and I was Terminator and it was wonderful. It's like I made this, I had this conversation with this person, and it set me up to have this conversation with this person. And you know, love him or hate him, he's one of the most successful immigrants to ever come to the United States to be successful. And so, I mean, I can't think of any more. People that have done what he's done in the fashion he's done. So I use that as like, wow, like it's just kind of proof that you, you, you test, you can test these things and, and connect them all. But I, I would say from another tangible place, like before our work week was really huge for me.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: that was probably the first, the second book that I've read, or that was the first book I've read about entrepreneurship that really set me up and like made me think bigger, But if I was to suggest a book right now, I would say... My favorite book that I'm reading right now is called Zero to One. It is by Peter Thiel. And Peter Thiel is a co-founder in PayPal. And he's also an original investor in Facebook. And what it's about is essentially taking your idea and creating it into this business and a startup. It's all about startups and, and creating space for new tech startups, new businesses to emerge. And whether you want to be in that field or you just want to be an entrepreneur, I think that, that that book really sets it up to give you a space to identify what you need to do in order to grow your business mm. and what you need to do in order to grow in general. Um, so I would say that from a mindset standpoint, like there was the Total Recall book, but I'm just gonna keep naming them. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The Obstacle is the Way is a really good mindset book.
0: for anyone. Yeah, or love that book.
1: The ability to address um, some of the things that they're going through, and then if you're looking for a, a book on entrepreneurship, I would suggest you the one by Peter.
0: King. Perfect, love those. Um, another Sorry, question. That wasn't I, one
1: answer. <laughs> oh, that's okay.
0: People always end up giving three or four, just because like there's so many out there. I don't even want to think about how many books I have left to read. You know, oh, it's yeah. like such a first world problem to have, but I have so many. I just can't add add any more to my Amazon cart because I have too many already at home that I haven't read. Uh, the next question is, if you were on death row, what would be your last meal?
1: Oh, this is an easy one. I would have a buffalo chicken calzone, and I would have that with a side of cotton candy ice cream,
0: mm. or
1: cotton candy, yeah, definitely ice cream, I'm not having froyo. I'm going yeah. all out. <laughs> um, and I would have it in like a waffle cone bowl, um, and I would probably throw in like a scoop of bubblegum ice cream.
0: Oh, delicious. I love hearing people's answers because your last meal just is so much of your preferences, but then also like nostalgia and just things that you've loved throughout your life. So Mm -hmm. I love that question. The last question is, you know, you can keep this as simple or you can expand on it as much as you want. But here on the podcast, we talk a lot about spirituality and the fact that sometimes, especially the women that come to me that want to heal their relationship with food, finding something greater than yourself finding a sort of a point that you can have faith in or that you can trust your process really comes back to having that sort of spiritual sense so I'm always curious for guests that come on the show what is your viewpoint on that what do you sort of believe in in terms of there being anything out there Uh, you can really take it in in whatever way you want to go
1: Yes, yeah, like, I good mean, one. You're going to get a 15 minute answer. No, um, yeah, I, know. So I, studied, I know. I
0: know we don't have that much time left.
1: No, no, no that's fine. I studied political science when I was in college. Um, that was originally my intent and where I wanted to go. So I spent a lot of time in philosophy and political theory. And, and I know that's not necessarily just faith based, but where I went to school it was a Catholic school. And, and we studied a lot of things like that. And religion, I don't want to just say religion, but faith in general has always been a challenge for me because. It was something that I always saw the people around me use as a crutch, and mm-hmm. it, it it was almost seen as an enabling process. Yeah. So they would be, oh, God's going to take care of us, so we don't have to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I always was like, that's so weak. Like that's not how this is supposed to be. And I saw, it. I began to be manipulated through that pain to see it as something that people could use to manipulate me fast forward i was blessed with an angel in my life and her name was lindsay uh-huh. and lindsay has a tremendous amount of faith and i think that there's t- so i believe in i believe in god i believe in i believe in I don't want to say a spiritual being because that's just something that's cliche that people who don't want to take a stance say like, oh, I believe in God, I believe in the universe, whatever you want to say. Like, I believe that there is a divine being who is instructing this all. I think that there are inherent truths that the world needs. And I think that we're supposed to live our lives by. I don't believe that there is necessarily a certain doctrine right now. And I'm I'm fully honest about embracing that. Like I just haven't found it yet. And I, and it's something I think about often, but I also don't think I'm um, going to be crucified at the end of my life if I don't figure it out because of how I choose to live my life. Meaning that I think that each one of us has a, a, an important role to play in the world that is inherent to humanity, which is that it's about building a better human uh, human race. It's about leaving the world a better place than we started. And so that's where I find my faith is, is that belief that I'm on the right path and that I do feel guided by certain decisions. And I I, I do feel a presence, but I'm still trying to figure it out and I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's a big part of it too, is like being okay with the uncertainty that like we might not just ever know, but we can still have these maybe principles that we live by and know that there is something out there that is is guiding us uh, and having faith in our own journey. Uh, so mm-hmm. I love that. Um, but this has flown by. This conversation. It's always so much fun talking to you. I know that you have your revitalized body blueprint coming out. So tell mm-hmm. people about that in case they want to. Um, learn more about it we will put a link for it in the show notes but also let people know where they can find you online and how they can communicate with you
1: oh thank you so much Ashley uh, yeah. I, it's been a joy and I really am grateful to have been here this is one of the most fun ex- funnest wow now you're really seeing my English come out it's been one of the most fun experiences I've had so thank you oh, so you yeah. can find me on social media at brian pickowitz p-i-c-k-o-w-i-c-z and my best tag is Instagram or my personal Facebook. If I'm being honest, I post more of my lifestyle content there. I'm still trying to figure out like exactly how I want to lead my Instagram just because I I have so many different thoughts in my head and I'm trying to map it all out. So I'm trying some different things there. I have a podcast. It's called my journey podcast, my journey experience. And it's about creating space for people to growth through fitness and health while also developing their mindset and so that's a you know real passion project for me and then the revitalized body blueprint is something that i've been working on for the last few months i've been really trying to integrate my one-on-one coaching into a specific system for people to not just get amazing results with their body but also work at their mindset and work on a lot of the habits that we talked about today at the same time and so essentially it's going to be a 16-week coaching program where you and I work one-on-one we help you integrate the correct strategy for you to lose weight get in shape and see the body that you feel the most confident in while also working on the habits to integrate your mindset with that same approach so it's not just something that you're getting the tangible physical benefit of your journey but also you're bringing your body image and your mindset up with it too. So it's something that after the 16 weeks, you no longer have to think about it anymore. And it's just a yeah. part of what you do. And so that's something I'm going to be launching at the end of this month. I'm still kind of piecing it together. And the link is going to be com forward slash revitalize. So I would love to have you there. If this sounds interesting or if there's anyone I could add any value to any of the listeners, feel free to connect with me. I'm always up for questions or anything like that.
0: Yeah, and you're super responsive in your, in your DMs too. So if you want to say hi to Brian, go ahead and, and send him a message. Uh, and we'll put links to all of that in the show notes. But thank you again, Brian, for being here with me today. And I appreciate you so much. And yeah, just look forward to talking to you again soon.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. If these episodes resonate with you, it would be a huge favor to me if you could share it with the people you love and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.